Right, yesterday's daf. Rabbi said yesterday's daf was daf lamid. Dalit today's lamid. Hey, number thirty-five. We're gonna do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's. Grab a mind that our learning should be schus for full shleim for Yitzchak ben Rezel for Adas bas Ranya for Amy bas Vor for Michal Viv bas Yudis Sar bas Yechavid and Rabbi Siman Rabbi Siman surgery Israel. Surgery, surgery. He had? Yeah. And he was in the emergency room, not that sea. But they better get in there. Okay. Devora, no? Devora? It's Rob Ben Devora, I don't think. No? Okay. Anyway. Have a mind, Shabbat before Slema. Okay. And with that, let's get started on our review. Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, we're starting at the bottom of the page, three lines up from Dan Daflam and Kimmel, if you want to follow along. So we learned in Bryce that there were three places that the Khanim um, were carrying Daran when they crossed the Yarding, when they uh, surrounded Yerichai. Yisrael ben Malka, okay. Uh, when they surrounded Yerichai and uh, when uh, they returned it to the... Um, and when we returned it to the... Uh, to the Makam Hamikdash when they brought it here for the first time, it was carried by Kahanim instead of by the Levim. Now, so continuing with the story of the crossing of the Jordan. So as soon as the feet of the Kahanim were carrying the Aron, touched the water, the water reared it back and went straight up instead of going forward. And um, basically, uh, there was a machlekes. Uh, how high did it go? Either went up. 12 mil by 12 mil, meaning it just went straight up um, to that full height of the distance, how, Yisrael, how long Claudius Israel is, and this way they were able to cross. Um, that sheet is reviewed. The problem is, Rebelozer Shimon says that that doesn't work if the water travels faster than man, and you know, how long you know, it takes longer. You can't travel that fast when you're crossing. So, crying. yeah, there's a ton of people, there's children, uh, it doesn't make sense. So uh, the water is going to be typically much faster, so it's going to have to be that it went up much more than 12 mil. So it was uh, just compiling and piling higher and higher, so much so that all the kings of the east and all the kings of the west were able to see that. And when they realized what was going on, they saw, they, they were frightened how God dried up the, the, the yarding because of B'nai Israel until they crossed, and they said, if all these mir- if such a miraculous thing is happening to them, what are our chances to fight against them? And they already gave up. Rachav had already said that, that they had already given up, already were frightened from the story with the Yamsuf, uh, that when, they, when the Yamsuf split, everyone knew about that, and everyone was frightened. Anyway, while they're still in the yard, so Yeshua said to them, you should know what you're crossing for. You're crossing to inherit the land and get rid of the inhabitants of the land. Um, um, and if you do so, that's great. But if not, then the water is going to come and flood you. Um, and it says, you, it says, Osechem. What is Osechem? Me and you. Um, still in the yard, he said to them, lift, everyone should take a stone on the shoulders according to the count of the tribes of Israel. Um, and then it's uh, it should be a sign uh, when your children will ask um, what are these stones over here on by the yarding? It's a cement that we cross the yarding. So that's one set of stones. Okay, I thought it was the same one, different one. Then he said, carry from here, um, uh, prepare twelve stones, and cross them across the river, 
and place them in our first this will be in Gilgal, and they're going to set up, uh, set the stones up in Gilgal. Not in every place they're traveling, only the first night. Now, Rabbi Yosef ben Chalafta, Rabbi Lazar ben Masyam, Rabbi Chanina ben Chachinoi, actually looked at the stones, and they guesstimated the size of each stone. They said it was 40 sa. That's pretty big, okay? It's basically like a huge boulder the size of a garbage can, roughly, okay? Um, and uh, they're obviously very mighty to be able to carry that, and that's typically only a third of the full weight what they could carry. Do the math, and it took eight, eight people to carry the eshkol of grapes, the cluster of grapes, uh, when the, by the spies, because it says they was carried on a stick, with two, so that means if obviously if it's on a stick, it's with two. So if it's on a stick with two, that means it's two sticks, two on each stick, and then it was two in each direction. So there was eight carriers. Uh, yes, that's the the machlokas how how they were situated. That's the two pictures. So Rashi learns that it was a crisscross pattern. Um, that's how they carried it up. Um, but either way, you can realize how how heavy uh, that was that it took eight people to carry it. Okay, besides for the fact that, and then the other two spies to round out the ten, what took, what took a pomegranate and a fig. And Yeshua and Kalev, they didn't carry anything, either because they're Mokhashev or because they were, they didn't want to have anything to do with the uh, spies' plan, which was already in place, and they realized that they were going to use the fruit as a means to discourage the Jews from crossing. So one uh, one was saying is that look if you hold like Rabbi Yehuda, so then uh, they traveled, uh, which was only twelve mil. They traveled as they camped, but if you hold like Rabbi Lozer Shimon, then they traveled single file. And that's why it needed to be so much longer. And the other opinion is no. They both tra- held that they traveled across the river the same way that they normally camp. However. Question is, who's faster? Is it the water much faster, or is it the people faster? Then we went into the din of the spies, the whole story of the spies. It says, Shlach Lecha Noshim. So Shlach explains that when it says Lecha, means Midaitcha. means, I'm not interested in this. This is your, this is only on you. Obviously, Hashem is not going to command sending spies that's going to be at Akala. So, um, what he knew would be a bad idea. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu, when he said, I thought it was a good idea. Uh, it was only God who, you know, knew that it was a bad idea. Uh, Rish Lakish, uh, that, okay, so that's what Rish Lakish says, Already, they, you see in the what they were looking for. They were looking for something to shame the land. And that's what the word Yachbru means. Like, V'chafra Levano, V'chafra we see that word, Connotes embarrassing. Um, anyway, these are the names. Uh, the tribe of Ruven, Eshamo ben Zakor. So Rabbi Yitzchak says, this is a tradition in our Misuris uh, Biadeinu, Avaseinu, that Mraglim al our Al Shem Haseim Nikru, they're on their behavior. Um, and basically, their, their names are not truly their names. Their names are actually indication of their behavior. 
But they, um, name, they had their names before. No, we mentioned the names of the spies, but he says that but we, the only one that we actually can interpret in the, in the way to indicate their intentions or what they were trying to do bad is Sisur ben Michael, because Sisur means to contradict, and contradicting the action of Hashem. And Michael is like, is also coming from the word mach. Mach is making Hashem poor, so to speak, ilu, uh, by the words. And Rabbi Yechonon says, also Nachbi ben Vavsi, you could also explain. Nachbi is hiding, so it's like he hid the word of Hashem. And Vavsi is like he jumped over, meaning he's picking, choosing and picking what to tell. Yes. They were the princes of each tribe, correct? Correct. They were so leaders of their tribe. So they that they choose, I mean, if they have these names that they represent uh, their sins or their behavior, yeah. How it's bias, how come you choose them? Or the, 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 Torah, the Torah gave them The Torah is calling them these names. We don't see in the names the negative. Uh, we only understood it afterwards. But you know what I'm saying? Anyway, but it's not the true names. It was a nickname, basically. Anyway, um, they went up the Negev, and he came to Hebron. So obviously, it should have said they came to Hebron. The answer is, is that Kalev separated from the pack, and he davened by the Me'ar Samachpela, praying that Hashem should save him from the Atzas Meraglim. Yeshua was saved because Moshe already davened for him by changing his name, you see, it was a very hard thing to overcome, the, just the peer pressure of the Meraglim. Okay? Anyway, that's what the Pesach says, He had the spirit, so to speak, of the Avais helping him. Okay. Anyway, there in Hebron was Achiman, Shesha, and Talmai. Who are these? These are the three giants, their brothers. Achiman was the mightiest of the three. Sheshai was so big that he made... Uh, indentations in the ground wherever he walked, and Talmai also that the, the, wherever he walked would be like furrows. Um, he was so huge. Okay. Um, also, we saw the one version is that Achiman built Anas, Shisha built Alash, Talmud built Talbush. Anyway, and they were Yelidia Anak because they, 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 the sun made like a necklace. Uh, around their neck due to their extreme height. Anyway, the city of Hebron was seven years built Lifnetzon Mitzrayim. What does that mean? So it doesn't mean that it was actually built, because if it was actually built, then um, uh, how would that be that a that, that father would build the son's town before he builds the older, the younger son's town before the older son's town? The older son is Mitzrayim second and Canaan's fourth. So it means that Hebron was more productive, more uh, fertile than even so on, seven times so. Um, and, the, and Hebron is the lowest part of it, the weakest, uh, least fertile part of Eretz Yisrael, um, because that's where they chose to make the cemeteries. And uh, the best of, of everywhere else is Egypt, as it says, and the best of Egypt is so on. Because uh, that's where the nobility lived. And yet, Hebron was even better. So the Gemara says, really, Hebron was considered not like low class place to, or a bad place to raise stuff? Aye, doesn't it say that when Avshalom went to get Karbanos, he went to get the sheep of Hebron? That's the best place. You want to get the sheep of Hebron. So the answer is, you're right. But uh, 
that's exactly a proof that it's a weak land. Why would they choose it to be landing uh, an area for grazing and for raising sheep instead of for planting? Obviously, it's because the land's not so fertile. All you get is a little bit of grass there and here and there, and it's good for the sheep, and that's why it was a place for that. Anyway, that is where we left off. Um, after, of course, uh, it made it more, also by having the sheep there, the fertilizer makes it more fertile. So it's also to help it. Yes? We're at the very last line on the Aflamadalan and Bays by Yeshuvah Mitoraurus. They return from touring the land. Okay? They went and they came. Now, really, there's no reason to say they went and they came. They they had, uh, we are talking about the way they said that they went. So what is Vayelch? So I'm Rabbi Yechel and Mishrom, Rabshom Tells you that they're connected. The coming is, and the going was connected. Ma'bia just like when they came back, obviously they had a, this bad idea. They already had the bad idea what they're planning on doing. Discouraging the Jews from entering their Yisrael. Again, as we know, the, 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 what the Raglam felt was that uh, they weren't ready to uh, to enter into Israel. They said we should stay in the desert a little longer. Um, we're taken care of here. We don't want to be, uh, we, you know, we need that extra uh, time, you know, while we can sit and learn, etc. That was supposedly what they were, what you know, what their positive idea was, but it was wrong. They went looking for a reason. Not to so they were right. So they already intended on the on their way to find excuses that they shouldn't enter Eretz Yisrael. By Saprilo, and they said the story by Yomra, and they said, Banu, we came to Eretz Yisrael. And they end up, oh, it's such a mighty nation. Am Reb So Mishum Reb Meir. So Reb Yechanan is in the name Reb Meir. Any Lashon Hara, if you're, if you want to tell falsehoods and tell stories, there's a trick. The only way to get people to believe um, your falsehoods and Lashon Hara is you start off with something true and then they'll know that's true and then yeah, you, you can carry the story the way you like. Okay? So you always have to mix in a little bit of truth to get your, to get your words accepted. What happened? By ask Kalevisam, El Moshe. He got the nation quiet to Moshe. Amr Abishah, he tricked them. Okay, he's pulling pulling another trick. Okay. Pasach Yeshua, the Kamishtai, when Yeshua tried countering what they were about to say, you know, he was like, what happened? Amri Lay, everyone said, Dain Rosh The people were not receptive to listen to what Yeshua had to say. This person who's a Who's a cut-off head? He should speak. He has no business speaking. Meaning, he had no children at the time, um, and no sons for sure. Anyway, but uh, who's he? To, who's he to talk? Okay, Amar. Um, uh, he realized that they shut up Yoshua right away. So Caleb realized that they're going to say the same thing to him. Also, they're going to find some excuse not to let him speak. So Amar Imishti seemed to that countering them. Amri bimosa v'chasmenli, they'll shut me up. So Amri lehen, so he started off um, implying that he's going to say a negative. Okay, v'chizu belvad asalonu ben Amram. Is this the only thing that Amram did? Uh, so Savri, the, the, the tone gave it, a, you know, gave everybody the impression. The gnusik kamishtai. 
that they're gonna that they, that he's gonna he's gonna badmouth Moshe Rabbeinu. Ishtikus, uh, everyone wants to hear what. Oh, what's he gonna say now? It's gonna be juicy, right? Amalu Hotzion Mimitzrayim. Moshe took us out of Egypt. Took our lands to He split us the sea. Tachilanus Hamani gives the month to eat. If he tells us, let's make, let's make ladders and go up to heaven, shouldn't we listen to him? Of course. Let's go into Eretz Yisrael and we'll inherit it. Well, like, we should just follow blindly whatever Moshe Rabbeinu tells us to do. Anyway, they were not happy when he pulled up that one. Okay. No, we cannot go. Right? They said very powerful things, meaning very harsh. What did they say? What does it mean? Meaning not us, Hashem. So from God, even the master of the house, can't get his stuff out of the house. Meaning they got so mighty that it's even beyond God's capability, so to speak. Which is obviously a very harsh thing to say. Okay, anyway, Eretz Ochelis Yishvayi. Wherever we went, there were people being buried. It's a plant. It's a land that eats its inhabitants. Darash Rava Rava said, "Darash Amar Kadosh Baruch Ani Chashati Why did I cause that there should be people dying all the time? I thought it would be great. They took it in a negative way. Ani Chashati L'Toyva to Kolhecha the Matu wherever they went, Mace. Hashivadidu, the most important person, died where, wherever they were. So uh, everyone's busy. Oh man, do you hear who died? Everyone's distracted. Nobody should ask, who are these strangers? Like, oh, I guess it's somebody from the other side. You know what I'm saying? Came to pay his respects. <laughs> you don't ask, you're right. You're not going to know, right? You don't ask questions when it's, uh, when, you know, was their funeral. Okay, so some story. Vigadamri. Others say, Eev Nachnafshe, it was the death of Eev. Everyone realized the greatness of Eev, and everyone was busy eulogizing the Eev. Um, and that was also a positive, that the, the merit of, uh, of the tzaddik in Eretz Yisrael at the time, which was Eev, he passed away, and it was no longer protecting them, the inhabitants. And they took it in a bad way. Look, it's eating its inhabitants. Everyone dies there. Now, we were in. Uh, we felt like 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 grasshoppers, and we even in their eyes we were like grasshoppers. What kind of lies are that? I understand. You could describe how you felt. You felt like they were so huge. We felt like grasshoppers next to them. Fine. They looked at us like grasshoppers. How do you know that they looked like, like grasshoppers? That it looked to them like grasshoppers. Mechatesi. The low yen, actually, it's not true. Kavav Mavri Avili, Tusi Arsi. They gave the food to the Avilim under a cedar tree. Havel. Havel Mavri. That's where they were. Vichi Chazinu. When they saw them, Salku, Yasvi building, they climbed and hid in the trees. And Shami, the Kamri, and they heard the people saying, Kachazinu, Inchi, the Dumbalakamti building. I saw some people that looked like grasshoppers in the in the trees. Okay, so like they overheard them actually describing themselves. Anyway. Um, anyway, there's a famous vart from the Kutzgar on this, which is that that was the mistake of the Miraklam, 
is that you should not care what other people say about what you. other people think about you. Yeah. Why do you care? What God thinks about you is important, but what He thinks, why is that important? So they thought that you're. Why do you care? Okay. Anyway, so everyone heard this. They raised their voices and they cried. That day, Erev Tisha B'Av it was the eve of Tisha B'Av. said like this. They cried for no reason. There's going to be a day to cry that they're going to have a reason to cry. Okay? Right. Everyone wanted to stone them. Okay, this is the Yeshua and Kalev. So, and the honor of God appeared in Balmoid. There was only, not only to throw it on them, Yeshua and Kalev, but also to Hashem, so to speak. Okay. Sure enough, the people who said the bad, this is what you're asking, what happened to the spies? The people who said bad about the land of Israel, they died a, a, a plague, a bad plague. What was the bad plague? A murder of Melakish. Shemesu misa mishuna, they died an unusual death. Their tongues distended and grew. And it went all the way down to their belly button. And there were, there were worms coming out of their tongue. Entering into their belly button. And we get out of the belly button and go into their tongues. That's a misa mission, a very unusual. From the death. belly button to the tongue? Yeah, both ways. Okay? Both, in, both in and out. Ways. In and out, right. Oh. That's one pshat. No, they died with Askara, which is diphtheria, which is a very difficult death. It's considered the worst death. And that's the punishment for Lashon Hara, where there you can't <coughs> breathe, you lose the ability to breathe, you're like slowly <coughs> choked to death. Okay. All right, Vikimin, Sha'ala Akram. Okay, by the way, that was the sidetrack, okay, in case you realize we, we only so mentioned the spies tangentially and we got all into the spies. Now we're going back to the crossing of the jar, of the Yardin. Vikivin, Sha'ala Akram, Shemisrom, and Yardin. Once the last of the Jews crossed the river, the Yardin, the Jordan River, Chazramayim, come the water went back. Shanem the Buskas, Viba Loska, Koinim, Nosi Orum, Bris Hashem, Vitoch Yardin. Not good kapas ragle akainim elacharava. So basically, Yeshua told them they had, remember they just took one step into the water and the water stopped flowing and went up. Then what they did is they took a step back. They didn't cross yet. They just took a step back and then the water after everyone crossed and then the water continued. and the water went the same as it was the day before and like as if nothing happened. I'll call Gidosa full, full on. Nimza Aram Vinosov, the Kohanim Mitarechad, the Aron, with those carrying the Aron and the Kohanim are on one side. The Yisrom Mitarechad, and everyone else crossed already the Yardin. So how are they crossing? So Nas Aron is Nosov. So that's because well, they were able to cross, basically, the Aron itself carried them. They floated over the water. They were able to cross walking on the water because. The, as we know, the Aaron didn't not only did not only weigh down the you know when you lift it up, it uplifted those that who carried it, 
and it carried them across. And they were able to cross on the water. After everyone crossed, then they have Aaron Hashem, the Aaron crossed and the Kohanim lifting up before the people. That's why in the story by David Melech, Uzzah was punished. The Pazakh says, came to the silo of Kidon, he thought that it was going to fall, and he put out his hand to grab the Aaron so it shouldn't fall. And the Amr Lakashbrahu Uza, Nosov Nasa, it's able to carry those that are carrying it. It obviously can carry itself. You don't have to worry that it's gonna fall, it's not gonna fall. Okay. Um Uza, God was angry in Uza by Akevsham Al Shal, and he was punished there Al Hashal. See what what is this Al Shal Sir Rabbi Blazar Kharamar Al Iske Shalom? That he had actually some of his own sin, so to speak. That uh, uh, meaning, okay, this the, this mistake that he touched the Aaron, that he tried to save the Aaron. That's one shot. That he um, didn't show proper respect to the Aaron. He had to go to the bathroom, whatever, and that was what it was. Okay, another shot. And he died there with the Aaron. What does that mean? That means that although he died. But he did come to Al-Mabah. Just like the Aaron stays, so although he died, and he was, you know, but that was very terrible, but uh, he still got his portion world to come. And David was very upset. What happened to Uzzah? David's face turned like a, like a harara. Harara is like a coal. It turned black. That's what. So Gemara says, just because it says Vayichar, that's what it means. That's the pshat. Is that what the Vayichar we find many times in the Torah? In Navi, you mean it means that the face turned black. So Gemara says no. Right? Hachinami. So Gemara says no. This is a big difference. Normal Vayichar is with Vayichar Av that you're upset, right? Here it left out the word Av. It just says Vayichar. So that's why it means um, that he that his face turned black. He was very upset. Okay, Darish, So it's like a charara. Darish Rava, David. Why was David punished? Uh, that this should happen to Uzzah on his watch. Because he treated Torah lightly, in a sense that he referred to the Torah as miros, as song. It's not a covetic way to um, to refer to the Torah. And as miros your laws were like song for me. Okay, but basically, you be learning Torah with the nigan. No, you could learn with the nigan, but it's not a it's not a song. Okay, it's not a nigan. The Torah is not a nigan. The Torah is the Torah, but you learn the Torah with the tune, of course. Amar la Kadosh Baruch Hu, Divrei Torah Shakasa Behen Hasoyev Beinachabo. It's this is serious. You know, you're supposed to, you know, try to keep your eyes open while studying the Torah Beinenu. And you still won't get it, even if you're, you know, it's so deep. At the Korosan's mirrors, you're calling it like a, you know, a song. You're going to make an easy mistake, okay, that even young kids know. What is that? Everyone knows that the proper way to carry an Aaron is by 
by by by Levim, okay? Vio Asi Bagalta, and he made a mistake by putting it in a wagon. It doesn't belong in a wagon. That was the mistake in the first place. Anyway, the people of Beishemesh were punished. Because they looked at the Aaron. So Gemara says, what? Because they saw the Aaron. What did they do wrong? So they saw the Aaron. That's why they're punished. They continue the work and they said, oh, the Aaron, like, you know, you do like a, um, the Baruch, you know? Huh? Yeah. Like, whatever, while doing the work. They could have stopped working for a minute, okay? They said, uh, they, 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 they said something inappropriate about the Aaron. Man Amrach de Amrayas, Oman also Allah de Fayas, which basically they were saying is like, what got you so angry uh, that uh, you didn't save yourself and you let the Blishtim grab you? And number two, what, what caused you that you were now coming back, that you now are appeased? Okay, anyway, that was not a, a nice thing to say. And the nation was smitten 70 men and 50,000 men. Now, there's a big difference between 50,000 and 70 men. So, there's two men. And they were so great, they were great as 50,000. It was really 50,000 people who were killed. Sanhedrin. They were, each one was worth like the 70 Sanhedrin. So the people who died there were very Okay. Um, so when the Aaron went six steps, they, they slaughtered Ashar and a Mari, the two Karbanas. And then it says in Yamim, seven cows and seven rams. Now what is it? So I'm Rabbi Vo, I'm Rabbi I'll call Psyopsia for every step, Shomri. I'll call Sheish Psyas every six steps, Shiva Parm Shabalim. That's a lot of Karbanas. I'm a little Christian, give me Lisa, call Eretz Yisrael, the Bamis. Can imagine how many Karbanas is like filled with Bamis all over Eretz Yisrael. Elamarab Chizda, I'll call Sheish Psyas every six steps to Shomri. I'll call Shishas the Darim Shal Sheish Psyas. Six sets of six steps. Mm-hmm. Then it was Shiva Parma Shiva Elam. They added oh. extra Karbana seven and seven. Is that every time? That yeah, every step. Every, every, so every six, there was, a carb, there was two Karbanas. And every six, six sets six, of six, six, six wow. there was another, an additional seven yeah, and yeah. seven. They're the 14. Okay, still a lot of Karbanas. Ksiv Kidon, Ksiv Nachon. It says originally that the place was called Kidon and then it was called Nachon. What's the deal? So I'm Rav Yochman, Betchila Kidon, Olubsov Nachon. First, it was Kidon meaning punishing, like a judgment or whatever. Or, and then it became Nachon, um, meaning with Aaron was there, it was like they were judged and they would die. And that's when Uzzah was punished. In the end, after he was stayed there for six months in the house of Avedadon, so then it became proper, he prepared his house and they showed it the proper respect. Nimtzah <coughs> Zat Okay, so we're going back to the story of the crossing of the Jordan, of the Yardin. Nimtzah Zat Omer, Avanim Hayu. There were three types of stones, three sets of stones. There was one set that was where Moshe set up in the land of Moab, on the other side. Okay, that's the one set that's where Moab was, Okay. <coughs> then it's called it says you're right it was written on those stones on Moab in the land of Moab uh, the whole Torah 
Vasya Be'er Be'er, you learn Be'er Hetev from both places that it was written in, in both places. There was another one set up in the Jordan River. Then another set in Gilgal. So you got three sets of stones being set up. How was it written? So they wrote it on the stone. It's called And then they plastered it to protect the writing. Okay. How they know the Torah? Remember, it was written in all seven the languages. They could have found it and learned the Torah. Um, God gave them insight. And he sent their notaries. That's what I think the word is coming from. Notirin, uh, right? They were able to peel carefully the, the plaster. It's you and they carried it, the words, right? Because they were able to get what the Torah the right what what the Torah said, the all the nations. So that sealed the deal with Bershach is that they should end up dying. They had they had access to Torah and they should have learned the Torah and they did it. Uh no Al it was first plastered and they wrote it on the plaster. And so it was visible. And they wrote uh, below it the manager Kichol uh, don't learn to do like all that they're doing in this land. There was an option that they could have done tshuva. Okay, so meaning the people, the inhabitants of the land. What's the pshan Reb Shimon? What is that? Al meaning that they should have. Uh, the Torah, which was written on the plaster, which was clear, and they didn't learn it, and they didn't do tshuva, that's why they deserve to die. For Abiyuda, Kisid, it's like Sid. Masid, Eino Takana, El Asreifa, Af Osma Kusim, or not the Kusim, really, the Kanaanim, I think, uh, would be, uh, um, would, were, uh, would deserve to be burnt. Eino Takana, El Asreifa. I, what is this prices calling like? It says, You can't take, even though there's Canaanim, but if they're not living in Eretz Yisrael, you are allowed to take them as, a, as slaves. You can accept them. That's going like Rabshim Jitu, who says that there's an option of Shuva. In other words, the people of Canaan themselves. If even if they say we're doing tshuva, we wouldn't really believe them because they just want to save their lives. So it's a little questionable. But if they're living already outside of Eretz Yisrael, they are, but they are Kenanim and they're doing tshuva, so they were safe. So then we wouldn't be allowed to accept them because there is really an option of tshuva as long as we know it's sincere. And we'll stop over here. Yes,